Thank you for another gathering, Lord God, and this in this age that we're living in, O oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are present with us, O oh God. And we thank you that you are faithful, Lord, that you are true, O oh God. And that you never fail, that you never change, O oh God. And Lord, this evening we just want to say thank you, Lord. We thank you for this meeting, Lord, that we can have, O oh Lord, even as we take a little moment to God to go through the things of Lord that you did, O oh Lord, while we were away, Lord. We just want to commit it into your hands, O oh God. Father, with the things that are shared, oh Lord, that are spoken, Lord, we just pray, oh God, that you're being controlled over this evening, oh God. And Father, Lord, if it falls a lot to share some few words afterwards, Lord, we commit it into your hands, oh God. Father, we just want to commit the service into your hands and ask that you take the preeminence of God, Lord. 
Father, we pray, Lord, we know that you're here already, Lord. But, Lord, we just want to give you, Lord, your place, Lord, in this hour, of God. And, but I want to bind any contrary spirit, oh Lord, even here this evening. And we just want to lose you, oh God, Lord. We want to release you in a special way this evening, oh God. That, oh Lord, you take the preeminence, oh Lord, you move, that you sweep over hearts, oh God. And Father, you grant grace, oh Lord, as something be said, oh Lord, it'll be personal to every heart, oh God. You know every heart that is here this evening, oh God. You know every trouble, Lord. You know every situation, Lord. And Father, you know what it's going to take, oh Lord, to change the situation, Lord. You, you know what it's going to take to turn things around, oh God. And Father, we're calling you on the sin this evening, Lord. And you be the one, Lord, to move in the service this evening, oh God. And you be the one to speak, oh Lord. You be the one, Lord, to take, oh Lord, full control this evening, oh God. We give it, Lord, into your hands. I want to thank you, Lord, as we come at all to your name. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Well, I... I guess I'm not going to keep you standing for too long. I think um, we, we'll we'll start to get right into the into the slides here. And um, but maybe before we start, uh, I think we just read a scripture and um, just a familiar scripture or, or scripture that you know God God did commission us in it. And uh, and uh, we'll get to that. We'll go to Mark chapter 16, Amen. And and we we'll just read Mark 16. 16 verse 15 to verse 18, amen. I've now been in the position to give a report, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> You're trying to find the channel and the anointing to do that, but amen. Mark 16, 15 to 18 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpent, and if they drink in the deadly tent, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Amen. But the Lord add his blessing, reading of the word, you might have your seat. Amen. And we will get into the the presentation. But just before we start, I just want to say, God bless you all and really want to say I appreciate all your prayers. Not I, we, but the Marx is the Hannah for we really appreciate all your prayers. While we were away, we I can say without any shadow of doubt that we felt those prayers. Uh, especially I did feel those prayers. I I never thought I was gonna be able to take all those services, but God really was my strength and and I really thank the Lord for it. There's been many times we talk We'll take just one service here and, and, and it'll be very hard when we go home uh, and to be able to recover. And so it was, it was kind of hard. We've had some struggles physically in the last while. So it was kind of a little, you know, hard while we were going away. But really your prayers held us in every, in every service. I really want to say God bless you for your prayers. And we appreciate that very much. And we do bring greetings from all the saints in Trinidad. Um, Brother Albert Green really sent his greeting to every one of you. And uh, really, his love and all the believers there and the and the ministers there. We met different ministers. We'll see them as as we go along, and and they all do send their greetings to everyone here. And and before we start, I I, I like to say this as well that I um, really want to thank Brother Mark and Sister Hannifer. I really want to say God bless them richly. Um, it it was incredible the way they took care of me. Uh, I I was almost like a son to them, if I could put it that way. 
and uh, they really took care of me. So I really want to say God bless them. But Mark was with me every time, wherever he was, he was there. He drove me everywhere. He brought me back home and uh, really want to say God bless them richly for that. And, and also Brother Green and Sister Green really were uh, uh, great. You know, great as, they gave us a really great hospitality. We stayed at the home lot. That was right next to us, your daughter's home. And um, really, Brother Green and Sister Green really took care of us as well. So I want to say God bless them and uh, really appreciated them very much. So I, I'll ask Brother Mark if you come up now. And uh, we, we can get going. Oh, you got a mic. Great. So, yeah, well, I guess we, we will get started. And uh, uh, let Brother Mark start there. So God bless saints. It's a privilege to be able to share some of these things with you. Because each one of you has a part in what you're going to see tonight. It's all the prayers that you put behind. Like this trip, we started October last year when Brother Green was here. An invitation was extended to Brother Max to come speak to the young people. And by God's grace, it materialized. And just for context, I wanted to kind of show you which part of the world we went to. It was like 10 degrees north of the equator. So. Just to set the context, the temperature was high 30s, but high humidity. Yeah. Very high humidity. So if you look at some of the pictures very carefully, you would see Brother Marks totally soaked to the core. <laughs> so most of you know Brother Marks. He's born in Ghana, 10 years old. He went to Italy, moved to Ireland. Now he's in Edmonton. So I'm tasked with taking Brother Max through immigration in Trinidad. <laughs> so we provide our passports to the immigration. He puts his Italian passport down. The officer's looking at me. He's with you? I'm like, yes, he's with me. How do you know him? He's my friend. Is he going back on the same flight with you? <laughs> okay, all good. <laughs> Anyways, by God's grace, we got through that. We got there with 12 o'clock Friday night. Um, Brother Max mentioned we had the opportunity to visit Brother Kadri Dig. So Brother Kadri was in Guyana with a youth meeting, and he was passing through Trinidad. So we had two evangelists under one roof for a few days. <laughs> so I don't know what it was like in that house, but they, they, they got them. <laughs> How do you feel to share a little bit of your time? Yeah, no, it was good. We, we, we got there Friday, I think it was, no, Saturday morning almost, uh, around 1 a.m. And Brother Kydri, I think, came through on the Friday and saw Brother Kydri did take service at Brother Green's uh, the Friday evening. So the Saturday morning, uh, we met with Brother, Brother Kydri and we, 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 we lived in the, same, in, the same, in the same house and it was wonderful. Really met with Brother Kydra and we had really good fellowship with him. We went out for breakfast in the morning, but one, the assistant, associate minister, or Brother Green, picked us up, took us out for, for, for breakfast, and, and it was wonderful because he was able to, to share different things with Brother Kydra, and Brother Kydra was able to share different things with me because he was coming from a youth camp in Guyana, uh, and, and, and it was really wonderful fellowship. And even to get some, some different, you know, he, he's been on the field for a long time, and it was my first time going, and so it was really good to fellowship with him. And, the different things he shared with me, and, and was, I really appreciated it. And so the Saturday afternoon, we were together at home, and we fellowshiped again, had lunch together, and then I think he took the service Sunday morning at Brother Green's, and I was away in, in another, another, um, another church on that Sunday morning. Yeah, so. So I'll give you a little context. So I picked up Brother Max at 
7.30 on Sunday morning because church was at 8.30. And he was like, wow, these people, they're dedicated. They start church really early. I'm like, nope, but I don't know. So he was kind of admiring Brother Kadri because he's like, Brother Kadri is doing two services this morning, one at 7.30 and one at 10.30. He's like, wow, how can he do it? Keep that in mind. <laughs> anyway, so... The, next, the Sunday, Brother Max, uh, we visited Brother Norris Cummings at a place yeah. in uh, Princestown. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was Brother Norris Cummings at uh, Princestown. So, Brother Norris actually knows Brother Kelly Hildebrand. Um, they, they met on the field in South America some, some years ago. So, uh, it's incredible. Brother Norris is a very f amazing man. He's, he's tall. I'll say this, and I know with me, when you, you want to do height relation, it's not doesn't work very well because of my height. But I can say for, for no dates, Brother Norris is very tall. Um, but it was incredible when I met Brother Norris, uh, and this was my first service in Trinidad, and, and I'm going to the service. I mean, I know what the Lord has laid on my heart. Brother Mark knows what the Lord has laid on my heart. But here are people that don't know me. They've never had a base me before. Brother Green himself has never had me speak before. And Brother Norris is receiving someone that has been recommended by Brother Green. And Brother Green is relying on the recommendation of Brother Mark and what he's heard of Brother, from Brother Ed and what he's heard from some people in Ireland. So they're all there and wondering, so, so who, who is this young man? And, and, and you know, they, they can't really put it all together. So when I met Brother Norris, but it was incredible when he met him, I shook his hand and it was just a click right away. And he really had a really good spirit about him. And, and we really had a wonderful fellowship when I we went down to the office and asked some few questions, try to understand how long have you been speaking? And, you know, it was, they, I could understand the nervousness they had in that moment because they're like, who are you? And, uh, you know, and, uh, but, but it was, was, was all good. It was, was all good. I, I understood that. And, and the one thing Brother Norris later on shared with me was like, he said, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. And I said, what really kind of threw him off when, 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 I, was, when I gave him my title and my scripture. Because I was speaking on Satan can stop the music. And the, the scripture I gave him was Isaiah chapter 60, talking about arise, shine, your light has come. So now Brother Norris is, is spending the whole service meditating or reasoning in his mind to try to put together your arise, your light has shine with music. And he just can't put it two together. And, and he, so he, he, you know, they were very, a little nervous, but I mean, God really took the service in a very, very special way. I remember his song leader coming to call me out of the office and, you know, he came in and, you know, he was trying to understand and, you know, he, he wanted to understand what, you know, among the fivefold ministry, you know, which, which part am I, am I in or which part am I playing? And he had a very smart way to do it. When he walked in, he noticed I didn't have the, the, hand mic, the, the mic that hangs on your, on your, um, on your ears. So he, he asked me, are you going to use that? And I said, oh, no, I'll use the hand mic. He's like, oh, so you're evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, yes, I, I suppose we are an evangelist. So. <laughs> but, uh, and so, but the service was, was, I mean, I think about two or three minutes in. Um, the congregation understood that, okay, God is here, and, and so everyone was relaxed, Brother Green was relaxed, and Brother, I mean, Brother Norris was relaxed, and, and God really moved in that service, and it was, was a very special service, that first service, and it kind of went around a little, it almost went around the, the entire land of Trinidad, almost, because, like, well, we don't know who this guy is, but, I mean, God really used them, so, yeah, we thank the Lord for that, yeah.
So one of the things that we went to the office to Brother Norris, Brother Max, and Brother Norris is very tall. I'm sorry, I should have took a picture with them both, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a really tall pulpit because he's tall. <laughs> so all Saturday before the service, they were debating whether they should cut the pulpit for Sunday because they're like, this is not gonna work. I'm like, don't worry, he's not gonna use the pulpit. <laughs> don't worry about it. But one thing that really set the stage was when we went to the office, as Brother Mark said, Brother Norris was trying to, you know, just kind of understand who he is. Yeah. And when we kind of explained, well, we're from Entire Message Tabernacle, you know, Brother Ed's our pastor, formerly Brother Harold Hildebrandt. You could see the atmosphere has changed. He yeah. just settled. He, he had no question after that. Yeah. He just said, brother, what's ever in your bag? Share it. Yeah. Like, all the questions were gone. Yeah. So, yeah. just wanted to share that, share that with you. Connection. Yeah, no, let's go. We can go on. So, anytime believers get together, there's always food. <laughs> so, this, uh, we had one shot here, but I see Brother Diggs in one end, Brother Max, uh, a couple of the ministers, we were fellowshiping the Sunday evening. Um, We'll share some photo ones down the road, but really had a good time with Brother Diggs in Trinidad as well. He was leaving the Sunday, so we just took the opportunity to do that. So the camp started on Monday. So Sunday night, we had to travel uh, about two hours away. So we got there, I think, 9 o'clock at night or something. Mm -hmm. So it was a four-day youth camp. It was uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It was one service in the morning. There was an afternoon session where the young people got together and pretty much dived into what was preached on the, the morning. So they were asked questions, what they learned, what they got out of it. You know, they kind of got more out of it. And then in the night services, the first night was uh, a tape service. They played Come Follow Me, which was one of the services that Brother Brahma actually spoke to young people. So that was shared the first night. The second night was a prayer meeting. And the third night, they had a, a bonfire celebration. And then uh, the fourth day was a half day. So. I'll to the next slide. So you want to take this? One? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think we yeah we started on the on the um, on the Monday morning and we took the service on the day of your visitation and um, it, it was kind of more of an we'll say I think brother um, brother Nathan was it brother Nathan Erickson said it was the plowing service so <laughs> that was the plowing service trying to get you know get the young people to, to know me. And, and the, the youth there at the camp were mostly teenagers. So all teenagers that were born in the message. And so the, the approach, it was kind of a little bit different because it's not that they don't know, they know. They've grew up in the message, they, they don't know. And so, but mostly it was teenagers. We had different visitors come in that maybe were not teenagers. And then we had the elderly there as well that were helping out. But, yeah, the, the first service we did speak on, you know, the day of your visitation and and the next service on the Tuesday we spoke on um, let the death angel pass and, and, and it was a very um, sober atmosphere there talking about the token and, 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 you know, making sure that we have the token, which is the main thing that is what is, was required for them to take the, third, the exodus in the age and, and typing it to the exodus that we have to, to be going through in this age and, and the need of a token because without a token you won't be able to go in that exodus and and we ended the service with um with you know uh, the red light that is flashing you know the flashing red light as brother brandon will speak on it the, the flashing red light of his coming and uh, you know the train is in the block and we were sharing with the young people to say have you got your ticket to get on the train 
you know, you might be standing there with your luggage and with your bags and, you know, with your peanuts in your hand, like Brother Brennan will say, but have you got your ticket in your hand? Because the train is not going to be there for too long. And have you got to take it to get on it? So the Lord really started moving the hearts of the young people in that service. And then the tour service spoke and anointed to win. And uh, it was a very incredible atmosphere when we spoke anointed to win. There were many people that came in that Wednesday, that Wednesday to kind of be part of the service. But Norris, no, but Norris didn't make it. I think his song leader made it. But um, there were many people in that day, and I, I had a thought, but as I started to speak, the, the Holy Spirit just took control of the service, and I, I just couldn't get to my thought. Now, in the night before um, I took that service, as I was going through my notes, something just, just, just came in the room, I believe it was the Lord, uh, came in the room and, 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 and clearly told me, you know, you need to speak in Paul and Silas tomorrow. And so I, I, I thought, well, I just wrote it down in my note, Paul and Silas, and I didn't go to even read it or anything, I just wrote it down, Paul and Silas. And so as we speaking in the service, and we just, you know, speaking as the anointing is leading us, as I was trying to kind of um, change gears to get to my thought, actually, or the thought the Lord has laid on our heart, I, I, I got to my note, and, and as I scrolled, I just went straight to what I wrote down as Paul and Silas. And so, and the Lord just spoke to me and said, you need to speak in Paul and Silas' name. So I just started to speak in Paul and Silas, and as I was speaking, the, we, we, I got to the place where I started to talk about, you know, do thyself no harm. In other words, when, you know, the, the jail was, was broken loose and the, the you know, the, the prisoners were all free to go, and, and, and the, jail, the, 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 the keeper of the jail was about to kill himself, and, and Paul said to him, do thyself no harm, we all here. And so when I, we, we, you know, the Holy Spirit struck the thought of do thyself no harm, I just couldn't get away from it, of do thyself no harm, do thyself no harm. And we, we lingered on it for a very long time, and I mean, I didn't know who, 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 what the young people were going through. So after the service, um, we, we went home, we, we got changed, we came back and for the afternoon session. And in the afternoon session, where they shared different things about, you know, the service and, 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 and what they got out of it, one of the sisters got up and, and she started to share and she said, you know, one part that's really struck her in the service was, you know, do thyself no harm. Uh, and so as she started to share a little bit on that, after she was done, Brother Green said, you know what, I, I don't know, but I feel like we should dwell on this thought of do thyself no harm for a little bit. And I want you young people to, to say more about this of do thyself no harm. And so the young people kind of started talking, you know, different people kind of sharing do thyself no harm. And, and as they're sharing all this, I am sitting, and across me is a, is a young girl, uh, probably about 15 years old. And as I'm sitting there, I just looked at her, and, and she was trying to hide her tears, and she was trying to just hide them and be normal like all the other young people. And I noticed something was wrong, and so Brother Green was sitting right next to me. So I said to Brother Green, Brother Green, there's something wrong with that girl. And Brother Green said, okay, I'll talk to her after service, uh, or after the session. So after the session, um, I think Brother Mark took me home. And I think Brother Green was there and, and chatted with the girl. And so later on, Brother Green came, we were all in the, same, in the same kind of facility, staying in the same home. So Brother Green came back and he said, you know, the girl you pointed out and said, you know, there was something wrong with her. And I said, yeah. I said, I spoke to her. And, and, and he said to me, you know, she was struggling with suicide. And she said, you know, when I was talking to her and, and I, I looked at her hands, there were coats on them. And I said, when you started speaking, you started speaking, do thyself no harm. 
that wasn't you, that was the Lord dealing with the girl. And I, 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 for me, just to see the sovereignty of God in that moment of, of how God stepped in the room the night before and laid on, on my heart to say, you need to speak about this, knowing what this girl was going through. And, and so on the Thursday, we, we took our last service as we will not buy. And, and we got to talking about these things. So after the service, Brother Green allowed me to talk to the girl for some few minutes. And thank the Lord, she was delivered. Amen. from whatever she was going through and, and God set her free in that moment so so we really thank the Lord I know you believe it's all your prayers as brother, brother Mark was saying that it wasn't just us there but all of you we may not have been there but your prayers really were behind us and and, and was the Lord moving and, and dealing with us in all these clip would be what I'm asked at one of the, the young people's services. I think it's about two minutes. I don't believe we can have a meeting and young people still live this place and with struggles and battles. Right. Amen. But I believe in a meeting where God can come and change lives. And God can come and take away depression. God can come and take away anxiety. God can come. Amen. And that God is here. Amen. Wednesday or Thursday, so the, the Wednesday night, um, the, the board groups got together. So how the camp was set up, all the boys stayed at one house, the girls stayed at another house, and then they got together for the services. And on the Wednesday night, they all got together at the, the house where the, the brothers stayed. So this was, behind this white frame here is actually the ocean. So, so we're pretty much sitting on the beach on the Wednesday night, uh, Fellowshipping around a bonfire. Can I get a good would be most of the young people that was at the, the camp on the for the four days I think this picture was taken on the Wednesday or Thursday I think. yeah we think so yeah 
So this was the, the Thursday, and then we, of course, park schedule. I think Brother Ed said eight services in 13 days. It was actually eight in eight. <laughs> so the Thursday night, I think, was the only night you were probably free for, for the first night for the trip or something. So Brother Max, you talked about his international connections. I'll let him speak to the next slide. Yeah, so here, here's the family that... Um, so dear son, I think about, I don't remember how many years, probably seven, seven years ago, dear son moved to Ireland and was fellowshipping in our church and uh, really had good bonds with him. He's an incredible musician. And uh, I think that's mostly all Trinidad's are musicians, but anyways. <laughs> and so we, we really got to know him and really, he was very close to, to me and to my family. And so when he headed, I was, I was heading to, to Trinidad, he, he made sure that he informed um, his mom and his parents to, to have me over uh, for, for supper. So when, when I got there, they made sure they got in touch with Brother Green and, and, and to be able for us to be together. And so the Thursday after camp, when we got back to um, the town where Brother Green lives, we, we went there to, to have supper with them and, and was was really nice because I had never met his parents before and, and uh, his siblings and so it was really, really, really uh, a good time to be there and, and to fellowship with them and, and uh, I mean, I, uh, they gave me crab and <laughs> I am not much of a fish guy and I mean, whenever I look at crab, I say it's wonderful but it's too much work. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just too much work and I, I think I was able to just break one leg and just about open it and I was like, you know what, I'm giving up, you guys can, <laughs> I, I'll have all the tens to eat, but it was, was, was really good, it's really good, there's lots of fish there, the food there is really good and um, yeah, but we had a really wonderful time with this, with this family here and, and um, yeah, we, we, yeah, it was, was very good, yeah. So on, on Friday, which for the Max next service, so he... He rested all day on Friday, so I picked him up Friday night to go to church. And as soon as he comes in the car, he says, you know what, I have nothing for tonight. He says, I have nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say. He says, this is the first time I'm going to preach. I have nothing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, and this is my first time speaking about the Greens Church. And so it, it was... Uh, because I mean, I think the Thursday I was starting to feel a little bit, a little bit, you know, not not feeling great in my body on the Thursday, and I think the Friday morning, that Thursday night, I, I barely could sleep. I, I literally couldn't sleep all night, and so I probably fell asleep around six in the morning. And I, I told Brother Green we'll have breakfast around ten or eleven because I, I just couldn't couldn't get myself out of bed. So when I got myself out of bed, I actually phoned John and Hannah, and uh, he got my, 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 I guess, my personal nurse, Hannah, <laughs> some, from some consultants. And so she, she kind of helped me out with some medication that actually really, really helped me. She, the doses she told me to take, and they really helped me a lot, because I was having some back pain and, and some headaches and different things. So, so the whole afternoon, the whole day of Friday, I have just been lying in bed and there's no inspiration, like there's no strength, there's no inspiration. And I remember going down for lunch um, uh, with Brother Green and I got downstairs and I said to Brother Green, listen Brother Green, I, I'll be honest with you, like, I, I'm not feeling great and, and my body's not there and I have absolutely no inspiration. Brother Green just looks at me, he gets up the table, he's like, oh brother, that's just the preacher's life. 
but looking forward to the service tonight. <laughs> so there was really not much sympathy for that. <laughs> But that was okay. We we we, <laughs> we we had to completely and totally rely on the Lord, and we always do. But some moments, God really gets you to a spot where you really, your back is on the wall, and you really have nothing to do. So, yeah, that Friday, but it was something really interesting happened that Friday, that Thursday, or in the middle of the night, I'll say Friday. I think at some point I did fall asleep, but it was around two in the morning I, I got woken up so suddenly, and I, as I got woken up, um, you know, the Lord was leading in, in a certain way, so I kind of went to pray for a little bit, and uh, after I was done praying, I, I literally couldn't sleep, so I was just kind of walking around the room, sitting on the bed, and trying to get myself, I, I didn't know what to do, because I'm like, I'm not feeling really well. And so as I'm walking around, and, and just meditating, like the presence of the Lord just came in the room and, and he laid on my heart some few words to say to the people the next day. He just said, you know, the next day when you go to the service, tell the people these things. And it was very specific. And, and so I, I quickly took my, my iPad, wrote it down, and um, while well, I went to lay down in bed and I kind of meditated upon it for a little bit, but Oh, I just left it there. So the Friday, as I'm trying to get the service or trying to find the inspiration, I kind of thought, you know, where I wrote the note was on the one of the services I've taken here before that was taking the enemy's camp. And so I look through these notes and then I'll delete it and put it in the recycle bin because I'm like, I don't have an inspiration on this service. Then I'll go and take, try to find something. Then something will be like, go back to that service. So I'll go back, take it out of the recycle bin. I'll go through it. And I'll be like, there's nothing here I throw back in the recycle bin. And then I'll try to search again. Someone said, go back to it. I go back, I pull it out of the recycle bin. I think I did that three times. And at the end, I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll try to find something out of this, but absolutely no inspiration. And I, I couldn't do anything. So, I mean, the Friday, we, we get to the service. I mean, I sat in the car with Brother Margaret told him, listen, I, I don't know what the service is going to be like, but... I got there, we're sitting at the back, and I'm literally not feeling well. I'm just, my body's not there. So eventually we get up to the pulpit, and um, we, we start to speak, and, you know, God is, God is incredible. Uh, and we know that he is, and he's awesome. But sometimes he really shows you that he's God. Yeah. He really shows you that he's God. Because, you, you, you know, you get there, and for a moment you can't even stand, but... He starts to take the service, and he starts to move, and he starts to speak. And I don't know what I'm, I'm talking, I'm just going whichever way the Lord is leading, I'm just speaking. And so as I come to the end of the service, and uh, I didn't speak for too long, and as we came to the end, I, I, I was about to close. And, and he just stepped, you know, the Lord just came by and said, you remember what I told you last night to tell the people? And I said, yes. Yeah, so, I went back to my notes, scrolled down, and I shared that with the people. And after I said that, I don't know what happened, but the presence of the Lord just fell in that building. And for about, I think, one or two minutes, I, 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 wasn't, I couldn't say a word. I was just standing there watching the Holy Spirit just sweep through the building. And God was just moving on hearts and, and just touching people, and it was, and I, I didn't know what to say next in that, in that presence at that moment. But as I'm standing there, God started to give me words to speak. And it's like whatever 
you know, the Lord will lead me to say, the presence of the Lord just comes stronger. And it's just wave after wave after wave, just moving in, this, in, the, in, the, presence, in, the, in the service that, that Friday evening. And I think you can share some of the testimonies out of that. So on the Saturday morning, I took the opportunity to go visit one of my friends. And we were just fellowshipping on the service on the night before. And he's like, you know, last night, the Lord spoke directly to me in my situation. He says, I want a junction in my life. And what was said last night was the Lord speaking to me. So I reflected back and when Brother Max was saying, I have nothing for tonight. I'm like, that's when God moves. Yeah, yeah and, and after that service, I mean, that was one of the brothers. But later on, I, there were other people as well that, that came and told me personally. And, and was sharing and saying to me about the Friday service, how the words that were spoken were, was exactly where they were at. And it was like God, God was very direct to them. And, and so, again, your prayers and really God being faithful and hearing and, and moving in that way. So on the, on the Saturday was kind of a little bit of a, a break day. So we took the opportunity to go visit some family. So here's Brother Mark visiting some, some of my relatives in Trinidad. He was on Saturday in midst of him being prepared for service on Sunday. So on Sunday, remember we talked about Brother Diggs doing two services the weekend before. What did Brother Green come tell you? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what did Brother Green come and tell you for the next Sunday? Oh yeah, he was like, uh, he came to me in the morning and was like, so have you ever taken two services on a Sunday? I'm like, yes, I have taken them. I've been to Saskatchewan, we've done two services before. <laughs> it's like, yes, but I mean, have you ever taken two services in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't think I have. No, I haven't taken. It's like, okay, I think you're going to be taking two services in the morning tomorrow. And so, uh, but God was faithful. I mean, the first service was seven in the morning. Yeah, I think I picked you up on seven. Yeah. yeah, seven. And so, I mean, these people, I mean, not these people, but the believers, they are faithful. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, uh, that main seated was 730. It was, yeah. And 730, the church is packed and ready to go. Everyone is seated and, and ready to go. I think I was chatting with John at the breakfast. I was like, man, if we ever bread was to employ that in this church, I think we'll have a little, um, a little uh, demonstration outside for a little while. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, they, they were very faithful. And, and so in the morning by 7, we were there. And, and, and I think by 8, 8.30, or we, were, we were in the pulpit taking the first service, and uh, I think there we spoke on the God of miracles. And uh, we, yeah, we spoke for about an hour or so. Because I mean, you, you bear in mind, you need to finish, recover a little bit, go home and change, and we need to be at the next service. So, I mean, it, it was kinda, it, I mean, God really moved in the service, but it was like you were trying to pace yourself as well, physically, um, because, you know, you, you don't wanna, completely burn everything out in, in, in that morning. So, but it was a blessing. God really moved in a special way in that service as well, there in the morning. So the, the minister of that church is Brother Andrew Flong, who you'd see standing next to Brother Max with his wife, uh, Sister Sarita. So the next service was 10.30 at, at Bethlehem. So this is Brother Albert Green's church in, in Bethlehem. This is a shot this Sunday morning. So we get there. And I'm like, Brother Max, he's 
he's going to be wiped. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. But Mark gets in the pulpit and he's like, we're ready to have church. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I misinterpreted this altogether. The atmosphere there that Sunday morning was incredible. Um, I mean, uh, through, through the week, God has been moving. Uh, in every service, God has been moving. And, and, you know, I guess the news has been going out and people are hearing, you know, God has been moving a special way, you know, in the camp and in the service that have been taken. So that Sunday morning... The, the many people came to that service and the, the expectation in that service was was very high. I mean, uh, when we got there, the song service had already started and I was in the back office and, and you, you could feel the anointing even flowing back there because there was such a charge and the people were just so ready for the word. And, and stepping behind the pulpit, I was tired. I mean, I was still recovering from from, from whatever is going through, but it's like when, when we stepped behind the pulpit, it was like there was just such an energy and that just came and, and just kind of took us. And we felt like, yes, we, we could have church. <laughs> so just to also give a little bit of context, the month of August, um, there were a bunch of visiting ministers in Trinidad. So the first weekend, there was Brother Samuel Taylor from, Gu- from Ghana. Then there was, the next week, there was Brother Madiba from Nigeria. The third week, we put a Kadri Diggs. And the fourth weekend, we have Brother Max. So just kind of get into the shoes of those believers. They're under expectation. They're charged. They're, they're ready to go. show a couple pictures before I show a clip of the morning service because we actually wanted to leave that for the end but kind of in team with what we some of the titles Brother Marks had it wasn't really the end there's a little bit more to the story so this is Brother Marks after the end of the service just greeting people um, again of course there's food you see um, on the, this side was lunch at Brother Green's place they cook the feast for Brother Max. I'm not sure yeah. how much of that he actually was able to eat. Uh, yeah, it was hard. I, I, I kept on telling the Brother Green, Brother Green, I can't be eating too much. <laughs> I have to speak. <laughs> but they, they just, yeah, they, they just went. I mean, mostly Brother Green's daughter was, I, I, I met her actually, the last day was actually when I get to meet her and shake her hands. But she was the cook and she was incredible, <laughs> really incredible. So, yeah. So most of you know the Monday was Brother Max's birthday. I, I got multiple texts from different people reminding me Monday is Brother Max's birthday. <laughs> so we sent a message ahead. Um, Brother Green arranged for a lunch with the ministers. There's a couple of different ministers here. There's Brother Andrew, Brother Green, Brother Sham, Brother Norris. Um, they took Brother Max out for lunch on, on Monday and treated him. Yeah, it was, was good. Yeah, they took me out. It was nice to meet Brother Sham. 
was my first time meeting him. Really, he has a powerful testimony of how God has moved in his life and brought him to the message, but we won't get into that. But yes, they really made me celebrate my birthday and, and was <laughs> was good. Oh yeah, they, they did a wonderful job. So God bless them for that. So as we normally say, we save the best for last. So the last service, uh, we're gonna, I'm just gonna play, it's probably about a five minute clip here. So this is nearing the end of the service on Sunday. I'll share this and we'll close. There was a painting in a museum in France. And in the painting was a chess game. And in that chess game, on one hand was Satan. And on the other hand was a man that looked like a Christian. And the man that looked like a Christian had his head bowed. And he was thinking that he had come to the end of the game. That he was losing the game. He was discouraged. He was down. Because the end of the game was going to require the soul of the man. And so here he was thinking that he has lost to Satan. Are you with me? He thought he has lost his soul. And you may be sitting here this morning thinking you have lost. You have lost your battle. You may think that you've lost your victory. You may think that you've lost your promise. You may think you've lost your children. You may think you've lost your children into the enemy's hands. That's where the man was sitting in the chess game. And at the bottom of the chess game was written checkmate. Checkmate meaning that Satan was winning. But one day, in that museum, a chess master player came in. Are you with me this morning? A chess master player came into the museum. And when he came in the room, he started to look at the different pictures in the museum. And as he was looking at the different pictures in the museum, he just happened to see this picture. And as he started to look at the picture, he started to study the chessboard carefully. And as he was studying the chessboard, he started to notice that something was wrong. He started to notice that something is wrong in this chess game. Because he started to notice that the subscription that was written at the bottom of the chess game was wrong. That actually the man that had his head bowed and was all discouraged was actually winning. He started to say the man was actually winning. He noticed that the man had one last move. Are you with me this morning? He noticed that the man had one last move.
was gonna be the move that was gonna take me to the devil that taught him he had his soul. You have one last move this morning. You may be looking like the man that is sitting on the other side of the chest board. And you may be feeling discouraged this morning. You may be feeling down this morning. You may be feeling like Satan has taken the soul of your children. But you have got one last move. You have got one last move. You have got one last move. This is the move that will take me to the devil. Your prophet. Yeah, it was an incredible service. I, yeah, I, I mean, we've taken many services, but it was just uh, God moving in a very sovereign way in that service. Um, I, I don't, I don't have words to describe it because um, it, it was just God. It was just God doing it, and uh, we we came to the end of the service. I think I walked out that Sunday evening, that Sunday morning after the service, and um, there was a man that came told me, we were speaking on the impossible is with you. And while we were speaking, we, we came to a spot where I just couldn't get away from it. And it was the part that, you know, the scripture said, nothing shall be impossible unto you. And I stayed there for, for a long time and I was trying to move away, but the spirit of law said to me, no, stay there because the people still hasn't got it. <laughs> so, I go, well. so that's what I told the church. I said, look, the spirit of law is saying to me, stay here because some of you hasn't yet got it. And, and, you know, the Spirit of the Lord was just moving to say, nothing shall be impossible unto you. It's not unto the preacher, it's not unto the deacon, it's unto you. If you can believe it, nothing shall be impossible unto you. And, and so there, there was a man in the service that, you know, he, he, he sat there. And so after the service, as we walked out, um, he came to me. And, and maybe I get this wrong, but he, he has, I think, what is called club feet. So he has these big boats. Um, very big, big boats that he's got. And he came to me and he shook my hand and he said to me, that service was for me. And he told me the next time that you will come back here, my feet are not going to be like this. And I told him, let it be unto you as you said it. I believe it will be exactly so. And so God really was, was moving in the service. And, and the one thing that really... It wasn't really in my nose to go into that direction, but God started moving into the direction of, of you know, loved ones coming back home. Of, you know, the people and their children and their husband and their wives and different tents. And so, you know, the Lord led us to labor on that for a very, very long time. And so after the service, another sister came up, told me and shook my hand and said, you know, my son hasn't been in church for a very long time. My son used to be the best player in this church and he's gone astray and hasn't been in church for a long time. But he came to church today. And I said, as you were speaking and you were saying all those things, you know, I said, I, I believe that my son is coming back. And when you come back here, you find him sitting right back there playing that bass. 
And so I, I believe that God really was, was moving on the hearts of the people and mostly lifting up the faith of the people to believe that God is truly the God of the impossible. And, and he can really do the impossible. And we share different testimonies. You know, I think Sister Terry was sharing your testimony as well and so of how God healed you of cancer. And so, you know, God really, really moved in a special way. And, you know, in the service, I, the night before I thought, well, maybe we'll have a prayer line at the end of the service. But as we speaking and we were just speaking and speaking, you know, the, the Spirit of the Lord just came to me and said, listen, you don't need to have a prayer line. And I said to him, the prayer line is happening right now. Is that right now and the Lord is moving upon the heart of the people. You don't need to have a prayer line. And I told the church, I said, we don't need to have a prayer line in this morning. Because the prayer line is happening right now. God is walking personally to each and every one of you this morning. And whatever you say, you can receive it. Because nothing shall be impossible unto you. I didn't say it. The word said it. And if the word said it, he's going to back up his own word. He's just looking for someone to believe it. He's looking for someone to take him at his word. And so... God really moved in a sovereign way in that service, and again, your prayers. And so, God bless you for that. This was supposed to be the last slide. This is us at the airport coming back, and we're just saying, you know, thank you for all your prayers. Only eternity will tell of what the seeds were planted. But then this morning, we got, um, you know, got a clip from the service this morning. Our sister was sharing a testimony, referring back to that same service that we spoke two weeks ago when Brother Max was there. And we thought we'd end on that today. Can you click the video? God bless you, saints. I'm giving the Lord Jesus Christ thanks for a miracle in our lives. And I thank you, saints, and our precious pastor for your prayers. I am the mother of Eliza, and I would like to share our testimony with you all. In March, Eliza had severe pains and sudden paralysis of the legs. She then had emergency surgery. The doctor said it was a rare aggressive disease with no local experience in treating it. They advised immediate radiotherapy and chemotherapy, which she was totally against taking. That Saturday morning, our precious pastor, Brother Green, Brother Charlie, and Brother Mohammed prayed for her, for which we are ever grateful. She had international advice after. Eliza then did a PET scan and an MRI. Both tests showed none of the disease. I believe that as Brother Maxwell reminded us, God took the impossible and made it probable. 
Next, he took the probable and made it a reality. I thank him for his mercies. And God bless you all and our precious. God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. Bless Thank you for that. God bless you for that. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. Honestly, I, I don't think I'm going to be speaking <laughs> um, very much this evening. I, I think the, the report has pretty much <coughs> underlined the power of God and, and how God answers prayer. Amen. I, I believe that we, as believers, we, we work together as a body. Amen. It's not about just one person. But it's about a body, amen. When when we are away, it's not about us being away, but we're not only representing the church, but we're representing the body of Christ that is here in Edmonton. And and you know, every prayer and every thought counts to it, and, and God hears them and uses them. And as I've shared with you, really, God was, was faithful because we when we were there, we did take six services straight from Sunday to Friday. Every single day was one service. And and honestly physically where I was before leaving, I, I couldn't think of myself doing that. Uh, you know, talking about physically how I felt, but really God, God did it. And so we really thank the Lord for it and, 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 and really appreciate all your prayers. And uh, we, we sure glad to be back home. And uh, it's, it's wonderful to see you all. And, and so really, uh, as we said, I, I don't think I'm really gonna get into any thought this evening, but um, if there's something I, I could just say, maybe <clears throat> as we close the service this evening, is, is you know, one thing that, that came to my heart as, as I was going and the Lord laid on my heart was to say, be not afraid. Amen. And I would say this, let us not be afraid. It is him. Amen. It is him that is coming, even though the, the, the sea may be rolling and the boat may be tossed about, be not afraid. You know, you might be going to a place or you might be in a situation that it looks like it's dark and, and it looks impossible, be not afraid. God is in control of it. You know, before the disciple got on that ship, he knew that, you know, he was going to be there. You know, he knew what they were going to go through. He, he was aware of it all. He allowed it to be that they would go on that ship in that way. And, you know, Brother Branham will say he was there watching them. You know, and sometimes it feels like you are alone and it feels like the enemy gets a hold of you and, and you know, try to, to, to move your ship and do different things. But right in that moment when every hope was gone and, and then think about these people on the sea without your captain or without your master. And, and they, they are seamen, they know how to fight the waters. But now here they are, they've come to the end of the awaits. And, you know, sometimes we might come to the end of our wits, you know, as believers, and it really feels like, you know, that there's nothing we can do. We had a testament this morning, but Ray, you know, that was the end of the wits. There was nothing that could be done. But, you know, God was saying, be not afraid. Be not afraid. And he walked on that water. Amen. And he came to them and calmed the seas and restored everything that was gone wrong. And it was incredible when you read that scripture, you know, it says that when he came in that ship, they were immediately at the land on the other side. Immediately. You see, when God steps on the scene, it's not something that is going to really take long. Sometimes he does. But when God steps on the scene, something is going to happen. Amen. When he steps on the scene, something is going to happen. And so I just want to say this this evening. No matter what you're going through, be not afraid. Be not afraid. God is in control of it all. 
And at the right moment, he's going to walk on that water. And he's going to come to you. And he's going to calm the waters and turn things around. No matter what the enemy will try to do, be not afraid. Amen. God is faithful. Let's stand on the feet as we ask the musicians to come this evening. Amen. Amen. How many hearts is the Kezia? Sure, we, we can sing if she for the red knows the song. Oh, Christian soldier. Let's do that. <laughs> pick up your weapon. Amen. <laughs> We're in a battle. Amen. Oh, Christian soldier, pick up your weapon. Let's fight the battle. Because we're 